welcome 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 today everyone how's everyone doing how are we i have to say i dared to take a week off work this is my my first time off of work since march um i took last week off and i didn't do a podcast either ta, ta, ta. i have to say though i did miss it i really did so i'm glad to be back anyway i hope everyone's been well and, and i hope you're all keeping up the good work I'm excited today because I have another guest. I have a special guest, Annette Ferguson. She is CEO of Annette & Co. She's a chartered accountant and more importantly, she's a profit mentor. So looking forward to, to speaking to her a little bit later in the show. First, I'm going to go through a couple of questions that I've had from listeners. Um, first one, um, I am a fellow photographer. Hello there, love photographers. We all know this. And I am a family portrait photographer and I'm struggling with how to price my service. I've been chatting to friends and family and some say I should undercut what everybody else does. What are your thoughts? Undercut what everybody else, what other people do. Right, I'm gonna say first off, no, no, never undercut especially if it's for the sake of being cheaper than your competitors um can you imagine if everybody did that what you would do is just drive the value of your service through the floor um you would just devalue it not you personally on your own but if everybody did that that came onto the market as a new photographer um or a new anything you would just start driving down the value so it's never a good idea to undercut okay um, but it is worth doing your research. I would look at your competitors and see what they're charging, see what they're charging and also see what their service is by comparison. And also look at your work, your service as a consumer. What would you pay for that? That's a really good exercise. I did that exercise. Um, what would I pay for my photography and the thing is some people came to said to me you know you're way too expensive and others said to me gosh it's like it's a bargain so where do you go um undercutting is 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 something that you know you could do without any thought um and it, and it will get you nowhere but i would really do some research and really look at your your pricing and your service as a consumer and see how you get on with that and you might be surprised you might come in cheaper than your competitors, or you might come in more expensive than some of them. Um, but don't be afraid. As long as you know that you're pricing correctly, fairly, and profitably, just go for it. And, and, and being profitable is something you need to do. Otherwise, is this, you know, it kind of takes the, the part of the reason out of doing what you're doing. So I hope that helps you. I really do. But do let me know how you get on. Um, and if you want to have a chat, um, feel free to just to just get in touch with me. Right. I have another question. I am an artist in London and things have been extremely quiet since lockdown. My business is quite new. So the timing for me with all of this couldn't have been worse. I don't want to give up what I love. But have you any tips on how I could keep going? I feel your pain. I really do feel your pain. This has been a really challenging time for creatives and we're beginning to hear about creatives more and more in the news. And it's not just theatres or um, artists on the stage. It's the creative industry. Um, we're hearing a lot about it. 
I'd say um, whilst it's quiet, you could be reviewing your business in a, in a big way, giving it a health check and identifying what changes you might need to make to suit the changes that are going on around you. Um, like what are your clients doing right now? What are people doing? And does your marketing need some kind of adjustment? Because now people are on the internet and, and in a virtual environment, environment more than they've ever, ever been before. So you could look at maybe um, creating an e-learning experience for hobbyists or would-be artists. You may be able to um, put a course together. Um, if you follow the map of how you went from A to Z in your own career, you may be able to, to, to map that out for others. Now, um, I have given this kind of advice before where why don't you help other people do what you do? And, and the, sometimes the response I've had back is, yeah, but then I'm, aren't I just creating competitors? Well, yes and no. Competition is healthy. It's healthy. Okay. And everybody's different. Now, if you were to put something out there where you're teaching people to set up a business in um, to become an artist or you're, you're teaching would-be artists um, how to go about being a professional artist um, that's nothing to be afraid of that's you actually giving back into your industry so I would give some thought to that and also hobbyists there are people at home um, that want to learn I mean me myself I've, I came across this so there are so many photography hobbyists out there that, um, and during this time who just want to keep learning so for me, it's provided a new audience and a new client base as well. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's something, something that you could think about. Um, just, just think about what you do and what you could pass on to others. And I, and I think that you might surprise yourself and you might really, really enjoy that. And, and once you establish, well, yeah, I could do this or I could do that, then think about how you would market yourself around that. Also, importantly, ensure you maintain connection with people over the internet on your social media, um, on your website. If you have a website with blogging, etc., just try to main maintain that connection so that when we get to the end of this crisis, and we will get to the end of it, people will be desperate to get out there and they want to get back to normal. So it's wise to be present during this quiet time um, so that people know and and remember you when we come out of this so it's all preparation work really for when we come out of this i hope that helps you i really do hope that helps you and again just let me know how you get on Scottish <laughs> oh what do you know what I I I actually thought American or Canadian that's why I yeah. sent that message to say yeah hang on a minute yeah oh my gosh. <laughs> no it's really I'm common doing this in the evening <laughs> it's really common people often say to me ask me if I'm American or Canadian yeah I don't know I, I've never lived over there I don't know I don't know what has caused the the accent craziness. how funny <laughs> one of those things Right, so welcome. Thank, oh gosh, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. So we have got you, Annette, uh, CEO of Annette & Co. Indeed. So you're a chartered accountant and a profit mentor. Yes. Yeah, very interesting. 
I have to, do you know, there's a plane going up and <laughs> Perfect. So good. I've got to say, you know, I've been following you on Instagram and, you know, when your, when your posts pop up in front of me, I'm like, yes, I get that. I awesome. hear, I know what you're saying so much. I, I can love it. To. And there's, there's also a lot that you say that I can relate to when I was very new in business, mm. especially around the whole pricing yeah and and that kind of thing so i'm gonna shut up now because i want people <laughs> to to you. i want people to listen to you and follow this girl um just so amazing and inspiring so how long have you been in business annette um 11 years this year wow yeah years and tell us exactly what you do because you're not um, you're not a run-of-the-mill, bog-standard accountant, are you? There's much more going no. on with you than that. There is a lot more going on than that. So, of course, we do still take care of the bog-standard things, the compliance work, the tax returns, the VAT returns, all that kind of stuff. But where we really focus with clients, and in all honesty, what's way more interesting than all of that for me as well, is we look at profitability. And yeah. We make sure that the business is as profitable as it can be. We make sure that the owner is taking home as much as they can from the business as well. Because I don't know about you, but I find that even people who are not motivated by money, if you're making, if you're not taking home much from your business, you do lose motivation for it. You do start resenting it because Absolutely. you're putting in all this effort, all this yeah. time and blood, sweat and tears sometimes oh, yeah. literally into your business. And if you're not getting much in the way of financial return, you do start to ask yourself, what is the why, point? Why am I, I doing this? Yeah. yeah, my life would be easier and less stressful. I could put in the same, less hours even in a job and get more money. And yeah. that is, that's the position of so many business owners is that actually, if you looked at what they were taking home and for the time, money, effort, et cetera, they put in, they would be significantly financially better off yeah. taking on a job. And that's not what we want as entrepreneurs, as business owners. So, um, you know, I want to help and support people to take home that money from their business to be more profitable. That is the bit that apart from like anything else, like I said, is way more interesting to me, but also I feel serves the business community as well the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I've, I've got, especially the time that we're in at the moment, um, I've seen a few people direct to the wall and, and give up yeah. um, because it is hard work, yeah. um, more mentally mm -hmm. than the actual doing. And I think yes. that's something for people to understand. You know, I, I, I say it to myself over and over again because I hear it over and over again. 80% like of running a business successfully and profitably is mindset. Yeah. Um, and really the other 20%, the bit that you've already got nailed down is the doing. And one of your posts that really stood out for me, I'm going to read it now. It says with a bulletproof mindset, mm. oh gosh, bulletproof mindset, you can achieve anything. Tell me about that. Tell us about that. How come you yeah. wrote that? I'm a, I'm a firm, I, you know, like you, I'm a firm believer that mindset is so incredibly important as business owners we have so many things that get thrown at us left right and center all the time and if we can't control i suppose for want of a better word our own mind and our and our own thoughts we're going to get derailed yeah 
you know, there's stuff that comes, whether it's stuff that's getting thrown at us from clients, whether it's stuff that's getting thrown us at us from the news, whether it's from our family and our friends, yeah, whatever, or our team, whatever that might be, we have to keep a lot of balls in the air. We have to put out a lot of fires. And if we are not able to understand how our own mind works, and if we're not able to um, point that in a, in a positive direction, then we're going to get derailed. We're yeah. going to, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, have some kind of mental breakdown if we're not careful and because we're just holding so much. Sure. So we need to make sure that we can do a, as much as possible to be aware of that and yeah. to put our minds, I think, in, in a place that's going to help and support our businesses and help and support us as individuals as well in, yeah. on this journey. So many, so many people though, and I'm sure you find this, so many people, especially new business owners, um, don't know that they have a mindset that is sabotaging. Do you know what I mean? Like for, yeah. for me, in my own experience, when I started out in business, mindset didn't mean anything. That's, it just didn't mean anything until I started to, to show up and pay attention to this thing that is mindset. And once I started to work on that, forget about the business and the skill, because you know the skill. Once yeah. I started to work on that, the transformation the was just, and I just thought, why doesn't everybody know this? <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I, um, I saw a post, it was, it was a couple of weeks ago inside a Facebook group, and somebody had written, what it, what's the most important uh, action you've taken to... Uh, achieve the success that you wanted in your business and my answer was therapy yeah because I just feel like it's such you know it's such an important thing to understand your mind and and you're right when you start off you don't but I think I think the thing is when you start in business there is so much to learn now yeah. business is a learning business is constant you're constantly learning anyway but particularly when you're new and you're starting off because you come in you can do the the widget making whatever your version of that is you can yeah. do that usually but all the other stuff the sales the marketing the branding the communications the social media the content strategy all that other stuff you're all you're suddenly learning it all and so i think at the beginning it's very tactic driven it's like okay what's the tactics here but i think as you progress and once you kind of understand the tactics and you get your head around that i think that's when it moves into strategic and i think yeah. that's probably where the mindset piece comes in is that it is it's when you're in those tactics you don't really have the capacity to process the fact that you need to start doing these other more strategic things and they're not quick wins you know mindset work is is constant once you start mm -hmm. on that journey you're on it forever Absolutely. so these are not quick wins so when you're starting out and you need that first and second sale actually mindset work is the last thing on your mind yeah it's true i, I mean i've put a post up um about well, us two having mm. uh, uh, doing this podcast together, and and I've actually said mindset. Um, it kind of needs a it's a whole heading on its own, yeah. um, and it and it and it needs counselling. I mean, you you've yeah. you just mentioned there about therapy. It actually mm. needs counselling. I think it's not something that it, it's not as tangible as learning marketing, learning how yeah. to build a website or anything like that, and 
and and it's where you have to put in the hardest work um you have to learn about yourself because if, you know if you don't know yourself your client's not going to know you either um, yeah completely and you're not if you don't know yourself you're not going to understand lots of nuances that actually make a change in your business as you yeah. grow so you know com your own communication styles for example how you manage and lead your team how you show yeah. up on video like all these things they actually all come back to your own mindset as well at the same time and also you know if if you have a conversation with a client and things don't go so well then how do you manage that if you're not yeah. in in tune with your own mindset and with your own head as well absolutely total believer in that mm -hmm. but the big one um you know mindset has a subheading which is a very mm -hmm. big bold subheading money mindset um, it is a huge subheading oh my, gosh. oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh this for me um and i'm seeing it now with other newbies is something so deep-seated you don't yes. know it exists 100 and, and i think especially in the uk as well we don't, don't we don't money. talk about money it's rude money, money is disgusting it's a really yeah. bad word rude um, rude 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 do not mention money <laughs> but even when i had that put to me yet yeah, we don't talk about money and i'm thinking well of course we talk about money we talk about it all the time but we don't it makes us so uncomfortable yeah, like does. if you're in your nine to five job do you talk about your salary not really Never. um and in fact, I mean, I don't know if it's the same nowadays, but in years gone by, in certain employment contracts, you weren't allowed weren't to talk allowed. about money. You it was completely, explicitly said you cannot discuss what your package is with your colleagues. Yeah, we've made it taboo. So, yeah. And that, that feeling, that excruciating discomfort around the subject of money intensifies when you go and set up your own business. Yeah. What do you mean? How much is my fee? And you, you kind of want to say nothing. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> or... do. Yeah, completely. So, so how, how do people work through that um, dealing with money mindset or, or, or the discovery of it that mm. they do have this deep seated problem, I'm going to call it. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're somebody who is scared to say what your fee is to somebody, if you're somebody who delays sending out your invoices because you're worried yeah. or chasing your invoices because yeah. they, when they've not been paid, you might have a money mindset issue. These can, how they can kind of manifest themselves in, you know, viewable things for yeah. people. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's, there's a huge amount of things that you can do around this, but one exercise that I say to people, which can be really helpful to do is you, um, if you, you know, set aside a bit of time and get a piece of paper and, and split it in half. And on the left hand side, just start writing down all those kind of money stories that you either heard as a child yep. that you, that come into your head, you know, money come doesn't right go up. Money doesn't grow on trees. Only crooks have money. You know, whatever those are. Yeah, exactly. Earn that kind of money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All that stuff. If you can write them all down, and then if you can spend some time thinking about what proof do I have that this statement logically is not true? Yeah. Like bring it into your logical thinking and bring it into your kind of current brain, as it were, and say, okay what have I got to say these are not true? And for each statement, you'll have 
multiple you know versions of why that's not true you can say yeah. oh well sally that sally next door she's really nice and she has money or whatever it might be yeah. um and and a lot of people say to me yeah but what about the money doesn't grow on trees thing it doesn't i say well money is made of paper <laughs> paper comes from trees <laughs> oh that's there a is, there is a dis you can disprove all these money stories that you're telling yourself so once you do that and you you know, look at the list and say, well, which thought would serve me more? The, the thought that I've been having subconsciously or consciously or the logic behind it, like mm -hmm. which is going to serve me best. And then it becomes, um, a choice for want of a better word to believe in the logic. And I'm not saying that that's easy either. It's not. And you might constantly have to be, you know, when you, when you hear the, the phrase coming out your mouth or you think of the phrase then that you've disproved, you might need to have a, you know, a conscious trigger into actually, no, that's not the case because Sally next door is really lovely and she has money. Yeah. Um, but actually understanding and trying to get out some of these thoughts can be a really good first step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you say, it's not easy. It's not no. at all. Um, you know, you, you almost shake in your boots when you've got a, yeah. when you've got to quote that first fee. Yes. Oh my goodness. First view. You, you, for some reason you, you have this uh, belief system that if I quote what it truly is worth, that client's going to run for the hills. They're not going to Why would they that. run for the hills? Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, you know, typically as well at the beginning, your pricing is usually always too low. It's never usually too high either. So, you know, you can layer that in as well in your thinking that actually, um, you know, particularly if I'm, if I'm new, it's more than likely that they'll go, huh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I can relate to all of this and I can see it now with, with so many uh, new business owners where there's there's so much fear around um, pricing and and charging for their worth there's just it, and, and I, I I look back and I can't believe it it's really overwhelming mm. what what would you say what would you say to somebody that's fearful right now about about charging for their worth because it, because I saw you had on Instagram I don't stalk Annette by the way everybody <laughs> me it's all right I don't, I don't stalk it's just that your posts come up and I'm always like yes that's the truth um but th there was a post that you put up um that says there's a client for every price yes yeah it's just finding them yeah and, and how you find them by the way is all to do with your branding and your messaging and your positioning in the marketplace yeah. so if you're not finding those clients that can afford you right now you've got two options you either elevate your positioning, your branding, your marketing, all yeah. those things to, to that level of that client or to you drop your prices. Yeah. I know which I choose. I don't I want to, erode, I don't want to erode my profits. Exactly. I don't want, you know, I want to be profitable. And, and whilst we're on this as well, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, that's, you know, that sounds like your money grabbing. That sounds like you're, you know, you're taking advantage of people. You're overcharging them. Profitability is not that at all. Pro when you are profitable, it means that you can serve more people. It means yes. you can do more good in the world, whether that's in your business or with your business. But it means that you can 
come at a higher level as well when you're profitable. If you are unable to support yourself, how do you have anything in the world to support your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, I am going to say, Annette, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope, um, I hope people are listening and really, really take that on board. But that's, that is the truth. If you can't support yourself, you've got nothing to give. You don't at all. Your, your well is empty. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, You're welcome. Annette, where can everybody get hold of you? Where can they find you? So if you want to Instagram stalk me like Denise is, <laughs> my Instagram handle is Annette underscore Fergs. So A-N-N-E-T-T-E underscore F-E-R-G-S is my Instagram handle. Um, you can also come into my uh, free community on Facebook, which is called the Uncover Wealth Community. Just search it in the Facebook search bar and you'll find us there. Super. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you, Denise. It's been wonderful.